Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast for November 15, 2019. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends to raise a government of people who will rule with him at the end of time. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to share with your family and friends, and to hit the notification um, bell icon at the bottom of your screen if you have one, and to subscribe to our page. By hitting the bell icon, you'll be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to do that. If you would like to support us, please go to patreon.com and seek our handle, Emerging Temple, where you can become a partner helping us get this word out to the rest of the world. I also want to encourage you to visit our website, www.templeoftruth.us. That's templeoftruth.us, where you'll be able to see some write-ups that we have uploaded um, for your blessing. Okay? All right. So today, I wanted us to kind of um, build upon what we started to talk about yesterday. Yesterday, we began to talk about the third temple, the apparent third temple. And um, I, you know, I thought maybe today we should go a little further into the real third temple which um, is the body of Christ that Christ himself is building up at this hour and this time. And the struggles and the experiences that we are um, going through all over the world um, that many of you might not realize is something that was prophesied, something that was um, preordained and a pathway of how and you know, what we should do during this period of time was given to us. So we're gonna look at a little scripture um, today we're going to start with the book of the Revelation, and we're going to try to, you know, Revelation chapter 12. We're going to start from there, and God will might be able to go into some other scripture. And hold in mind, when we're talking about the temple, we're talking about the body of Christ. And we said the body of Christ is not just the church, okay? We said the body of Christ is the church within the church, okay? It's the people who are motivated by the Spirit of God in the things they say and the things they do, not just people who call upon His name, okay? All right, so why don't we take a look at um, uh, the book of the Revelation, chapter 12. We'll read a few verses, and I'll come back and talk to us a little bit on why we're starting from there, okay? So let's go. So let's look at Revelation, chapter 12, 1, 2, 6. It says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, a great red snake, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had the place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand 
203 score days. All right. So there's some imagery here that some imagery here that we need to try to break down. But before we go into that, let's clarify something. This woman that we see in the book of Revelation is not a physical woman, okay? Um, a physical woman wouldn't have the moon under her feet, okay? So it's here we're talking about the church within the church, the glorious church. And if you re recall in this book, the book of the Revelation, in the first chapter, and I think the first verse, Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, we are told that this book was talking about future, things that were going to happen in the future. That's future from when the book was written. Okay? So this woman here is not Mary, and the child in her stomach is not Jesus. Okay? So I repeat, this woman here is not Mary, and the child in her stomach is not Jesus, because Jesus was born by Mary 2,000 years ago. Okay, so let's clarify that. This here is referring to a spiritual, a spiritual entity, okay, which I refer to as the church within the church. Now, if you notice, it said that she had the moon under her feet. Now, the moon is also symbolic of a church. The very fact that it says that there was a woman with the moon under her feet, if you recall, when Joseph had his dream, the moon represented his mother. The sun represented his father. The 11 stars represented his brother. So the moon here is representative of a church. But if you notice, there's something else in that statement. It says the woman was clothed with the sun and the moon was under her feet. Now, anybody who knows anything about astronomy, you would know basic things is that the moon has no light of its own. The moon is wrapped in the glory of the sun and reflects that light to us at night. So God is here telling us that there is a church that has fallen and it is no longer receiving the light of the glory of the sun, but there's another church, a woman with a crown of 12 stars and she's the one that receives the light and she's the one that's shining the light in the darkness, okay? All right. Now, the 12 stars around her head, what are they symbolic of? The 12 stars are symbolic of the 12 apostolic power, because 12 is God's number for government, okay? So this is, the head represents the mind, and it means that she's founded upon the teaching of the doctrine of the apostles, okay? All right. Now, it says that she was pregnant, okay? Remember, Paul says he's praying for you that Christ might be formed in you. All right, so that Christ might be formed in you. He said in the book of um, Romans chapter 8, Paul said that the whole of creation is awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. So if you notice there, it said that she was pregnant with a man child. So let's read this one more time, okay? Let's read it one more time, okay? So let's, so we take it easy, okay? We'll read it one more time. Sorry. Okay, so Revelation chapter 12 from verse 1. It says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. We spoke about that. 
okay? The sun is supposed to be shining on the moon, but it is not shining on the moon. It is shining on the woman who is standing above the moon, okay? We said this is not the physical woman, obviously. We said this is a spiritual entity, which we know is the church, because the woman is always symbolic of the church, and also because the woman is the, quote, bride of Christ. And the moon also is the wife of the, of the man. Remember the dream of Joseph? where his mother, the moon, and his father, the sun, were bowing down to him, along with the other 11 stars, his 11 brothers. Okay, so here we see that the moon is under her feet. Okay, that means the moon is at a lower level. The moon, the moon has fallen. This is a church that has fallen. Okay, the moon is a church that has fallen. The woman is a, is a church that has risen, that is high up. And she is worthy to give birth to the child, the child that, the child that is to come forth to rule all nations. That's what we read. Okay. Verse two says, and she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. Okay. Remember the apostle Paul told us that we're groaning, right? The Bible says that the whole of creation is groaning and not only they, but we ourselves groan within ourselves, right? To wait, waiting for the redemption of our bodies, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Okay, so you can see this travail, like, you know, we're going through travail, we're going through a struggle with just, you know, trying to live right, just doing your best, just trying to be, just trying to be a basically good, normal person. But the pressure of the world is so difficult, but you have to keep it up because you're carrying a baby and you're about to deliver that baby. What's that baby? It's the man child. Okay, we'll, we'll talk, we're going to describe that. Verse three, it says, and there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon. Remember yesterday I said, whenever you read dragon in the, in the Bible, just change that word to snake, okay? It just means a big snake, okay? A great big snake having seven heads and 10 horns and seven crowns upon, upon his heads, okay? All right. Now, this, this snake here, this great snake here represents Satan, okay? It represents Satan, the great dragon, all right? Uh, the devil. Okay, it says having seven heads and ten horns. This seven heads and ten horns represents powers. It represents principalities and powers. It represents the forces that motivate the governments and the people of the world today. Okay, the energies. Okay, that are, are manifest. Okay, that control the way we think and control the way we do things. That's why they're called heads. Okay, sometimes they're called horns. Okay, and the horns represent the word horn in scripture simply means power or authority. Okay, and head simply represents minds so or leadership. Okay, verse four. Okay, verse four. It says, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. Notice it says the third part, it didn't say a third. So when some of you have your Bible, when you turn your Bible, you open your Bible, you're going to see where it says he still drew out, drew, um, drew down a third of the stars. That is wrong. That's not what the scripture is saying. The scripture is clear. The scripture is saying he drew down the third part, the third part of the stars. Okay. The third part simply is talking about the outer court. If you recall yesterday, we spoke about the outer court where we said that the bracing laver, the bracing laver and the brazen altar are, that's the, that's the outer court, right? The third part. And we talked about the holy place, and then we talked about the holy of holies. So here he says he used his tail to draw down the third part, okay? 
This is important. This is the, you need to remember this, okay? Which means he's going to have some influence on a part of the church, not the whole church, not the holy place church, and not the holy of holy place church, but the whole, but the outer court church, okay? So the third part, the third part of the stars, okay? The stars are the Christians, all right? Okay. Now, I need you to distinguish these stars, that's us, you and I, from the 12 stars, which is symbolic of the apostolic gift. And don't just, when I say the apostolic, you know, um, gift, I'm not just talking about Peter, Paul, James, John. We still have apostles even to this day. And I don't mean the people who go about calling themselves Apostle John, Apostle David, Apostle Anthony, Apostle, you know, whatever a person's name might be, okay? I'm not talking about those kind of apostles. I'm talking about apostles, you know, chosen by God, not, not, just, not just a title, okay? All right. So, um, I read verse 4 again. He says, And he still drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. So she, he wanted to get this children early. He, why? He wants to get this, this, this child that she's going to give birth to. He wants to get this, thing, this baby or this child at the offset, at the onset, maybe before that this child can find its its foot in its bearings, he wants to take control of him. But how is he going to do this? Okay, all right. The key thing is he doesn't want him to wait a minute on the earth. The minute it comes out, he wants to devour. Okay, all right. Verse five says, and she brought forth a man child. I want you to notice that word, man child. Man child there simply means it's not talking about male child. So if some of you will look in your Bible, you'll see where it says, some translations will say she brought forth a male child. Listen, the Greeks had the word for male and they had the word for man. And the word used here is the word for man. Okay, so she brought forth an already grown, mature person, just the way Adam was created as mature. Okay, and Eve was created as mature. Okay, so here it's not talking, remember, it's not talking about the physical human being. It's talking about a people who will come out of this woman, okay, out of this woman church, church with a symbolic authority. And notice what it says. And um, verse five says, and she brought forth a, ma a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. So this, this man child is going to rule the world with a rod of iron. I remember I said this man child here is not Jesus. Remember, we started off by saying Jesus was already born 2,000 years ago and his mother's name was Mary. But here we're seeing the scriptures tell us that somebody is going to be born from another woman and this person is going to rule the world. That's what it says there a man child. But I'm saying to you that this is not a, one individual, this is a group of people. This vision here looking at here is symbolic of a group of people who at, at very soon are going to rule that's why whenever we begin our broadcast we tell you that the intention of god is to raise up a people who will govern with him in a government that he shall establish okay and the god we're referring to here is jesus christ okay all right now let's go on and look at the book of Isaiah chapter 9. It's very important that we do that really briefly. 
okay? Because it's going to help us identify the dragon, okay? So look at Isaiah chapter 9 from verse 13 to 17. It says, For the people turneth not unto him that smiteth them, neither do they seek the Lord of hosts. Therefore the Lord will cut off from Israel head and tail, branch and rush in one day. For the leaders of this people cause them to err, and they that are led of them are destroyed. That's verse 16. Verse 17 says, Therefore the Lord shall have no joy in their young men. I'm, I apologize. I've got to go back. Um, I, I skipped verse 15. Okay, so let's read verse 14 again. Therefore the Lord will cut off from Israel head and tail, branch and rush in one day. Verse 15. The ancient and the honorable, he is the head. And the prophet that teacheth lies, he is the tail. Okay? For the people, for the leaders of this people cause them to err, and they that are led of them are destroyed. So the key scripture I want you to keep in mind there is verse 15. Verse 15. The ancient and the The prophet that teaches lies, the Bible says, is the tail. So when you read in Revelation and it says that the serpent used his tail to draw down the third part of the stars, it's saying that the Christians who are dwelling in the outer court, you are going to be deceived. Okay? There's no way of, there's no if, ands, and buts. You are going to be deceived. And you're going to be talking just like Peter says, oh, I'll not betray you, I'll not betray you. Okay, God has promised us there that if we stay in the outer court. Now, remember, the outer court is the place of salvation. It's not saying you're not a Christian. It's not saying you're not born again. It's not saying you haven't given your life to Christ. Because remember what we said yesterday, two things take place in the outer court. One, you give your life to Christ, which is symbolic of the brazen altar where the animal is slain. And two, you are washed clean as the animal is washed in the brazen lava. And you are washed by receiving the word. The question is, what are you allowing the word to do? Are you allowing the word to come into one ear and get out of the other? Then you're not being washed. Okay? So you can see here, the scriptures tell us that the tale is the prophet that teaches lies. Okay? And please don't be thinking of this pastor or that pastor. That's not what he's talking about. The lies can come from anyone. Lies can come from me. It can come from you. It can come from anyone. But the question is, how would you allow it to affect you? Are you grounded in the word of God enough to discern that, you know, this is wrong, this is not right? And if you're not grounded in the word, trust me, the flood from his mouth, which are the lies, will come and take you. Okay? So let's go back to Revelation 12 and finish it. Okay? Because, uh, or did we finish that already? Okay. I think we finished that already. Revelation 12, 1 to 6. Okay? So now let's go to Revelation 11. We're going backwards now. Go to Revelation 11. Okay, I want, we want to look at, we're going to see what takes place in the outer court. Okay, the, remember I said the third part of the stars. I said the third part, not a third of the stars. There's nothing like a third of the stars. It's the third part of each star. Okay, the third part of the stars. Let's see what happens there. Okay, verse 1 of Revelation 11. It says, and there was given me a reed 
like unto a rod. And the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple, the court which is outside the temple, do not measure. Okay? But the court which is outside the temple, leave out and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. Okay? I want you to underline there the length of time. Forty-two months. Forty-two months with the lunar calendar of 30 days. Okay, I know lunar calendar can differ for many people, but in the biblical sense here, we're going by 30 days. Comes to 1,260 days. The same thing we just saw in Revelation 20. Okay, same length of time. Okay, all right. So let's go back to Revelation 12 so I can um, show that to you again. Okay. Okay, Revelation 12. Okay, verse six, and the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that she should be fed there a thousand two hundred and three score days. That's one thousand two hundred and sixty days, equivalent to what? Forty two months, what you just saw in Revelation 11. So we can see that these two scriptures are related to a particular event that basically symbolizes what? Three and a half years. Okay. Technically speaking, 42 months, 1,260 days, I call them to three and a half years. We're talking here about a specific period of time. This is important because what was the length of time that the apostles told us Jesus ministered to for? In the book of Acts, I think the first chapter, the apostles tell us, Acts of the Apostles, chapter one, they tell us that Jesus ministered amongst them for three and a half years. Now, this is obviously talking about the future three and a half years, not the one of Jesus. Okay, so stay with me now. Okay, because what we're looking at now is the development of the third temple, which is what? The body of Christ. You need to understand because if you can see what God is trying to show us here, you can order your Christian walk. Okay, so when you, when you get up and you say, I'm going to church this afternoon, I'm going to church this morning, I'm going to church tonight. What are you going there for? You're going there to get more clarity on how to prepare yourself to be found worthy to be in his government. You're not going there because you want to go to heaven. You already got heaven. You already believe in Christ. If you drop dead now, you're going to heaven. You know that. So why are you still striving? Why are we still here? We're here striving because we want to be found worthy to be in the government of his kingdom, to be found worthy to be those that are born by this woman clothed with the sun, this glorious church, okay? We don't want to be found with, with the moon, you know, to be with the moon, okay, Who, who's fallen, the fallen church, all right? Okay, so I have one more scripture for us to read. We have quite a bit today, but I want to, you know, put these things out there, all right? So let's look at the book of Daniel, chapter 7. Daniel, chapter 7, we'll take it from verse 23. Okay. All right. Daniel chapter seven from verse 23. I want you to see how this is going to relate to what we saw in, um, in Revelation chapter 12 or what we're going to see in Revelation chapter 12, because we're going to go back to it. Okay. It says, thus he said, this is the angel speaking to Daniel. Thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms 
and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the 10 horns out of his kingdom, out of this kingdom are 10 kings that shall arise and another shall arise after them and he shall be diverse from the first and he shall subdue three kings. You remember we saw the dragon that had what? Seven heads and 10 horns. Here we see that there is a small horn that comes and breaks three horns, leaving seven. Okay? Okay? I, I know that for some of us, this might be a lot, but you've got to play this video over and over and have your scriptures and have your Bible. You don't just listen to it one time and say, I don't understand it, and just quit and roll over. Okay? Laziness isn't going to get you anything. Okay? So we're, we're going deeper now. Many of you asked for this, so here it comes. All right? So verse 25, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, okay? And shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and half a time, or the dividing of time. So a time, times, and half a time. That is three and a half years again, okay? Now, what did he, did he say? He said he's trying to wear out the saints. Many of us have been so worn out now. We've been bombarded right from the moment we, we come, you know, to any kind of sense. We're being bombarded with all kinds of negativity, all kinds of anti-Christ teachings to the point now when a man says he wants to marry a man, you and I say, you know, well, that's their choice. We don't have any opinion about that. Well, you know what? God does have an opinion. And the reason you are here is to voice God's opinion. Okay, your mouth is for God. All right, the ears of people need to hear the word of God from your mouth. That's why you have a mouth. Okay, yes, you might have a, 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 a sense that you know what, that's their business. But guess what? God says that's his business and he wants you to say something about it. You don't have any choice. Okay, don't, don't go hiding under so called, um, I don't want to intrude. No, listen, if somebody asks your opinion, you need to give your opinion. Nobody is saying you don't go chasing people down and trying to round down your faith down their throat. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is stop hiding. Jesus said nobody lights a lamp and puts it under the, under the table. Okay? Look, uh, before I continue, I'm going to play a short clip for you. Okay? And it's a minister. Okay? And he's speaking a day after there has been a homosexual parade in his city the day before. And he comes to the city council, the government of his city. And he says, what was going on yesterday? He saw these grown men kissing each other. And there were little children at the side watching them. Okay. Now, these children, they don't, they, they don't know right from wrong. And this minister came to the council, the government of his city, and said, I want to find out what's this about. And he stood up and he spoke a way many of us will not speak. Okay. Now let's 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 listen to this man. Let's listen to this man. Of Fifth Avenue North. On yesterday, we had a historical thing to happen in the city of Birmingham. They call it historical, you know, made history and all that kind of stuff. But I'm here this morning to talk about another history. History. To me, yesterday was one of the most bizarre scenes I ever seen in this city. One of the most comedic scenes I ever witnessed in public. When I witnessed men with size 13, 14 shoes out there kissing each other in the mouth in front of little kids, it was just bizarre. 
It was like a freak scene going on. That's what I call it. Now, I know about the government and laws being made, but I got a law this morning that came out of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 31. And it says, shall a man leave his mother and father and join to his wife, and they shall become one. And to have your kids out there yesterday, six, seven years old, holding flags, the Bible said, provoke not your children. Tariah, Tariah, Proverbs 22 and verse 6, 7, train up a child in the right way he should go. And when he get old, he wouldn't depart. I'm so delighted and honored that God would have me bold enough to stand here and talk about this issue. Well, all the preachers was yesterday. You know what I mean? The only thing going to make them come out of them doors when they stop them tithing off in your church. And you can't have men's day no more. And youth day and women's day. I bet you're going to have a sign in your hand with Brother Ed then. You're going to be standing in front of the White House then. No, y'all got to leave us alone. You know what I mean? But somebody should have stood up yesterday. Ain't it funny? Everybody got a right but the Christian. So I'm here this morning to talk about my right. Because I got a right too. I can barely say praise the Lord in public now. I might go to jail. I might threaten a lawsuit on the job. You can't have a, tell a person to have a blessed day. Ain't it sad? Y'all, I got a text this morning. going to share it, which I'm getting on out here. I got a text all the way from Washington, D.C. And I'm going to break the news to y'all. And y'all in the back of me also. In two more years, in 2016, February the 9th, you won't only be able to marry your partner that you play football with no more. You're going to be able to marry your dog. You're going to be able to marry your cat. You're going to be able to marry your snake. You're going to be able to marry your rat, your roaches. Some of y'all been with the roaches so long, you might well go and marry the roach. <laughs> He's been around your house so long, you're going to be able to marry your broom, your mop. Ain't we going crazy in this world, y'all? Ain't we going crazy? I know Alabama made a lot of money. Y'all say, I know somebody else made a lot of money, too. Duracell ain't got no batteries on the shelf this morning. All the batteries gone. I tried to find a battery for my radio this morning. Couldn't find them nowhere. I said, what happened? They said, Rev, they bought all the batteries last night. They celebrated some kind of way. Just bought all the batteries. I don't know what they do with the batteries no every day. I'm going to preach. I don't go there. You know what I mean? I don't know what they did with all the batteries. Now, Mr. Mayor, don't stop me in the hallway, you and your security team, and tell me I can't come here talking like I talk because you got a political job to do. I got a biblical job to do. And I'm going to do mine and you do yours. I'm going to stay in my lane and you stay in yours. I ain't bought by nobody. If I had to die doing what I'm going to do, I'm just fine. Y'all remember Peter and si uh, Paul and Silas were thrown in jail. I'm getting out of here, Mr. Officer. Don't you push that button. You remember Paul and Silas <laughs> were thrown in jail? You remember the three Hebrew boys were thrown in the fiery furnace? You remember Daniel was thrown in the last den? They didn't say when he show up or if he show up. They said, we know he going to show up. Why are we scared today, preachers? Your time. Everybody coming out of the closet but the saints. When we going to come out of the closet? And all the gay people ain't show up down there. Y'all say, we got some down low people that show up. Some of them down here. So you can see that minister. This is from a few years ago. He came out and he was speaking. And he was talking to the people who are in government, who are in authority right now. And you can see what those people in government and authority are enforcing he that minister at this moment in time he doesn't have any power to to enforce the will of god in his city as at now but a time is coming when that minister is going to rule that city with a rod of iron let's go look at that one more time in the book of revelation chapter 12 Let's go look at that. Verse 5. 
and she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and that child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Okay? See, the child caught up to God on his throne, that's not Jesus. Jesus is already up there, okay? It's saying that that minister and people like him and yourself and myself, for now, they're not taking us seriously. For now, we're called preachers. Huh? For now, for the time is coming when we will enforce the righteousness of God on this earth. And the Bible says that that's the thousand-year reign of Christ. Okay? Now, this we are going to go further into as the days draw because I know that this sometimes is difficult to break down in sessions. But I will do my best to break this down as much and pray that God himself will help you to have understanding that the things that are going on around us, the things that your children are being forced to learn in schools, the textbooks, I don't care where you are in the world, whether you're in Pakistan, whether you're in South Africa, whether you're in Sweden, I don't care where you are. You don't even know what your children are being taught in the government schools, in the public schools. You have no clue, okay? You're sending them in there as angels and they're coming out as demons, okay? That's their game plan, okay? Keep you busy chasing after money, pursuing after all these things. But let me tell you something. This word that we're sharing with you, it has the power to transform lives, not because of the beauty of our speech, no, but because the words we're speaking, these are the words of God. And the word of God has life and a power in itself to transform people, to change people, okay? Let me tell you something. A person out there listening to me, watching me, God is not against you because you're a homosexual or you're gay. Everybody has got a problem in our lives. What God is against is the fact that you justify something that he has clearly stated he is against. If you have a problem and you say, God, help me out of this, let me tell you something. I don't care whether it's one year. I don't care whether it's 10 years. God will deliver you. God will save from the rock. Okay? Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you say to him, I know you don't like this lifestyle that I'm living. I don't want to be in this lifestyle. I, I need your help. Get me out of this. I know this is wrong. Then do whatever is in your power to get out of that. Whatever is in your power. Might be little, might be much. And I promise you, God will save you. No condemnation will come upon you because Jesus died for you. Okay? I have picked that particular sin simply because it's the main one that is being rammed down the throat of our children all over the world. And being, they're being told that it's okay. Okay? That's why we've picked on that. Okay? And for those of you who have family members in this situation, this condition, I want you to play this video for them because I want them to know we love them. They are brothers. They are sisters. We love them, okay? And if we didn't love them, we would keep our mouths shut because right now the devil has the whole world thinking that he has created the world. He has set up the world for them and not for us. But the truth is, this is not going to last very long. It's only going to be a short time and the government of God will come and judgment will come. And those who have heard us 
and have obeyed the word that we have brought forth at this honor this time shall be saved. And those who have opposed and have spoken against this word shall receive their just recompense. Wherever you are right now, watching me or listening to me, I want to encourage you right at this moment to take a moment, take that time to pray a prayer just like this to your God, asking for forgiveness. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. I believe in my heart that Jesus died for me, that he came to give me an opportunity to be with you in everlasting peace and life. I confess with my mouth that not only did he die for me, but he rose from the grave for me. I, I break right now every agreement, every, every covenant, everything I've had with darkness and sin that I have known and that I have not known. I break it today and I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Take control of my whole spirit, my soul, and my body and use it for your glory, for your own greatness and your own purpose. Use me, God. I know I'm a sinner, but I know you can make me a holy person. Forgive me for the things I'm doing that are not pleasing to you. I know you have the power to change me, to bring me forth from these things. And starting today, I commit my life to Christ. I don't look at my good works for my salvation. I look to Jesus for my salvation. And beginning today, I say, he is Lord of my life. I renounce Satan and satanic principles. And I set myself free from every claim of the satanic principles. Thank you, Father, for this new day. Thank you for this opportunity. Now listen, if you prayed this prayer with me just now in your own words, or you will pray it after this, this message, I guarantee you, I give you my word, that if you actually inside of yourself are saying, I'm tired, I need help. It, it, it doesn't matter what you're, you're dealing with, but inside of you, you feel, you say to yourself, I need help, I need help. Okay, I need help. Inside of you, if that's what you believe and you've sincerely called upon Christ, listen, you might be a Muslim. You might be a Muslim listening to me. You might be Hindu. You might be a Buddhist. You might be a so-called atheist. I don't care what you are. Right now, you call upon God and the name of his son, Jesus Christ. It belongs to you as well. You will be saved. And it's God's responsibility to bring you to where he wants you to be. It's not your responsibility to take yourself to where God wants you to be. Okay? All of us talking today didn't drop from heaven. Hey, look, some of us still have things we're dealing with. But you know what? We have the love of God in our hearts. And we know he has saved us. And we have confidence that when we shall stand in front of him, we shall have peace with him because of his son, Jesus Christ not because of our own good deeds. So friends, look, we've you know, continued talking about the third temple and you've seen that the third temple is the body of Christ. We've gone into a few things today. We went to the book of Daniel. We looked into the book of Daniel, we looked in the book of the Revelation and the book of Daniel we saw there where it talked about the 10 horns. We looked into the book of Revelation. It talked about the 10 horns again and seven heads. Only that in Daniel, the, uh, uh, another horn came and knocked off three horns leaving seven horns look there's so much symbolism the videos are not a place to begin to break these down they're just a place to kind of give you direction for where you can go begin to pursue it but you can also write us okay write us through youtube okay in the chat section with questions 
where we can elaborate for you, okay? Or go to our Facebook page, look for our handle on Facebook, it's called Emerging Temple. You can watch these videos there as well, okay? And you can chat there, you can ask us questions. We're ready to respond to you at any time. Doesn't matter what time, wherever you are in the world, and you watch this video, go there to the chat page on YouTube or on Facebook and send us a message, ask questions. Maybe there's something we've said that you're not clear about, you want clarity. Okay, maybe you've been a Christian for a long time, but you've never seen it this way, or you have another opinion. Please feel free, share your opinion. Okay, and don't forget to share these videos with your friends, don't forget to share these videos with your co workers. Okay, by doing that, you're helping the word of God spread. Do not keep this to yourself. Okay, this is not for you to keep for yourself and put in your pocket, this is for you to share. There's more than enough to go around. Okay, friends, I want to thank you for your time. Um, it's Friday, November 15th, which means we will not be back on air to, um, until Monday, God willing. We shall be back on Monday. Maybe we'll continue on this topic. I think there's still a lot that needs to be, you know, um, deciphered in this teaching. And we'll continue on that, on talking about the third temple. All right? God bless you and see you next week.